Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another show of The Cool Down. We had some good results this weekend, but before we discuss those results, we have the usual cast in today. We've got Wonga Denga, Lolo, Selo, Kale, and Nick Stothard, who I'm surprised isn't smi- smiling, even though his side had a, a great victory on the weekend, Nick. Oh, wait, there it is. The smile's coming out. Smile's coming out. I've got a big smile. I've got a big smile. And a new top. Got a birthday present. Got a birthday present. Oh, yes. The latest, the latest jersey. Yeah, well, it's actually not the latest one. It's the last season of Rafa, and uh, actually, I'm, yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Last season's uh, last season's jersey, I didn't like too much, and this season has Steve Bruce written all over it. So yeah, okay, so I, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm happy with this, and and a good win this weekend. So uh, yeah, I'll take it any day of the week. Okay. Yeah, um, and I don't know if we if, if that's a good cue to start off with the Newcastle game, uh, or should we rather speak about the big one that happened over the weekend? Ah, let's go with the big one. Let's go with the big one. What's that? Uh, Wonga getting one over Seller there. Tell us, tell yeah. us, tell us, boys, what happened? Yes, what happened? Arsenal won. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I think yo, uh, I was really happy with that win. Eh? They said... Austin hasn't won there in how many years? Was it four? What was it low? Since 2006, so 14 years. Yeah, it was 40 yeah, it was 14 years. Yeah, I threw it wrong. And usually when I hear stuff like that, you know, hey, something's going to happen. And at least this time it was for our team. Uh, but yeah, look, again, who was on the bench? Shaka on the bench. And how did that work out for us? I think that worked out uh, very great. I just hope it's... I mean, look, if he plays better, I don't have a problem with him starting. But uh, I, I just... I mean, you saw Alneni. The, I never looked at the stats, but that guy covered a lot of ground that game. Um, did. And Saka can cover that much ground, but I don't think in that much time. That's the problem. Um, mm. And I, I think, yeah, that was a, 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 big, a big factor to I mean, us uh, winning was that midfield. Um, you, I mean, yeah, yeah. he hit the post. They, they hit the post. You had a proper uh, workhorse. I'm saying you had a proper workhorse, workhorse in, in Alneni playing in the midfield, um, and, yeah. and, obviously, and obviously Thomas Partey as well is obviously a, a de- defensive, um, defensively sound midfielder, which which yeah. stifled any form of um, you know passes that Man United were trying to put together. Because I think from the uh, first minute, Man United didn't even put you know um, five passes together. You know they put in two or yeah. three, and then boom, next thing. Um, it's blocked by by Partey or, or Al Nini, and obviously that 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 worked in Arsenal's favour because nothing went nothing went right for Man United. I think the only time where Man United something went right for them was the beginning of the first half. But apart from that, man, it was it was basically they were being frustrated and and they just didn't do the basics right, man. And, for me, uh, yeah. Partey, Partey was he was the signing we were speaking about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. He yeah. was. Just a box-to-box animal who would cut up play, and when mm. he gets the ball out of his feet, he can ping mm. that pass. And True. he just looked—he honestly looked like a man possessed, you know. And there were moments when I thought Arsenal were really on top, um, and in stages where I thought they were—they were actually far better than Man United. And and and, yes. and sadly, because I am—I am, believe it or not, Silo, I am Pogba's biggest advocate because I, I honestly think there is a player there. There honestly is a player there and he, yeah. he made Pogba look like he wasn't a, a World Cup winner. And for sure. me, that's disappointing, you know, and I think uh, you know, it's just 
people people speak to me and they're like, oh, Pogba must just pack his bags. But I just think, I don't know if he's been managed properly. I think he is a bit of a baby. He is a bit mm. of a spoiled brat. 100%. But he is, he is a World Cup winner for France where he was the MVP. So yeah, yeah no, true. Thomas, Thomas party shouldn't be coming and dominating a, a Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba should be should be should be bossing the show, especially yeah. if he's home, isn't it? Yeah, and that's yeah. the weird thing with the Pogba is is at the beginning of the season I could have said you know um coronavirus whatever whatever, but like the game against Leipzig he played well, um and then against PSG when he came off the bench he played well, and then even for yeah. France. Um, now against uh, was it uh, Croatia? He played very well, um, and then also the other game against Portugal, he, he had a decent game. So I can't say that he's not been playing well at all. So I just it's, yeah, it left a lot to be desired. Uh, but that whole midfield was uh, didn't play well at all. No one in the midfield played well for Man United. Um, Fred was uh, was was not making good passes. Uh, McTominay didn't offer much. Uh, Bruno Fernandes lost the ball a couple of times, didn't create much. Literally, the only players I could say that had a decent game was the defence. Um, because the defence um, thwarted uh, Arsenal. So Arsenal never had, really had uh, much clear chances except for um, the chance that the clear chance that Saka had that went over the post um, and maybe the shot for William. Uh, but apart from that, Arsenal didn't have like clear-cut chances where, where De Gea had to make like an a amazing save or anything like that. So the so defence yeah. was... Okay, but the midfield, that's where we lost it, you know. Um Partey and, and, and Alneni just bossed the midfield and 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 that, that allowed Arsenal to 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 have some few attacks and so forth, but Man United really didn't have much um happening with the midfield. And I think also um not having Martial was 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 big, man, because um Rashford can't do what Martial does in terms of holding up the play. You know, balls will come to um Rashford and then he's not Used to like having a defender right behind him to hold up the defender and then to uh, play other players in. He always has to. He always needs the ball in front of him to 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 attack and 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 obviously terrorize the defense. But um, having having um, his back against the defense, um, it's not it's not it's not his type of play. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Marshall was really missed. Yeah. Week. yeah, I think I think yeah. So what you're saying there is, I think yeah, for Man United side, I think they did. You're right. They did miss Marshall. I think they only played. They actually now revert to one up front, which was uh, Rashford. Um, but yeah, Rashford really wasn't uh, the one playing alone. I think yeah. Greenwood was most most of the time in the box himself. But I mean, had had Rashford, had Martial be playing, I mean, you know, his close control dribbling one v one, I'm pretty sure would have give, given holding a, a bit of a problem as well. But I mean, looking at from Arsenal's point of side, also from looking yeah. at Arsenal, I think if I look at uh, the way he set up for the game, I was trying to think, I mean, how would he set up without having uh, David Luiz there? And, yeah, then he puts the three at the back. And it's it's, it's nice to see, like, how versatile um, Saka can be as well. I mean, they started him on the left. We can go left wing or we can play him at the, I mean, left left mid or we can play him as, I mean, the left wing back, let's say it like that. Or we can play him yeah. as a, a left left wing. Um, and then he put, uh, the, it was tyranny holding and... Uh, was a defense Gabriel, Gabriel uh, and oh yeah, the Gabriel who's been uh, who's mm-hmm. been good as well. Yeah, Gabriel was so like yeah, still in the field. Gabriel was like it's still in the field. What did he do now? I didn't watch the whole game myself. I got, my lights got cut out. Second half, um, Greenwood um, had the ball in the in the in the right hand corner, 
and then got past him. Um, and then after getting past him, he got tackled, right? So that should have been a yellow card. And he was already on a yellow card. So it should have been uh, two, that, uh, two, two yellow cards for him. Like literally everyone was like, that should have been booked. But I think Mike Dean, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he wanted to keep everyone on the field. That, that alone, <laughs> if he hadn't been, he hadn't been, booked, he hadn't been booked before, he would have gotten a yellow card. And yeah. Mike Dean to, to turn a blind eye and not give him a yellow card, which 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 I, I think... You know, we need consistency in the Premier League, man. If you could, percent he was giving a lot of yellow cards, you know, in the in, in the match in the first half, game holding. Uh, who else did he give? I think he gave um, he gave Fred a yellow card. So he was giving he was giving yellow cards in the first half. He gave Gabriel a yellow card in the first half as well. But then now in the second half, now for such a challenge, he turn, decides to turn a blind eye, which was was very rather odd, rather odd, you know. Um, so yeah, so so I think as uh, those. Hey, Claudio, welcome back. Hey, you're still hey, fighting up? a war. But, but, but tell me, tell me, uh, Celo, honestly, your your opinion, and and I'm I'm just starting to get slightly annoyed with 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 Ole and and sort of his press conferences <laughs> and his interviews afterwards, and I just don't know, you know. Do you feel that he's the man to take you, to propel you into the top four, to propel you into a, a, a challenging team again? Because I just feel that you've got you've got the resources. Man for man, you, you're arguably one of the better teams, you know, in the league. Um, yeah. But I'm not 100% sure if he's the man to take you there because I think if plan A generally doesn't work, there's no real plan B. And yeah. you know, I, I go back to a Paul Pogba, and you know, you know, some people might disagree with me, but I honestly think on his day, managed correctly and played in the right sort of uh, system, you know, you can get the best out of him. You got a Fernandez, you got attacking players like Martial, you got Rashford, you got Van der Beek to come off. You've got you've got a lot of flair going forward. You got one Mata who's the the silent assassin. Is Ole Gunnar going to take you to the next level? For me, no. personally, I don't see it. But you know, mm. this, you know, you as a Man United fan will probably know a bit more than I do. No, he's not. He's not the man. He's not the man to take the team forward. Um, I think he. So, so sometimes he gets it right, and when he gets it right, like Man United, Man United looks like one of the best teams in the world, right? And he gets it right. Mm. But that's the problem: is that as a manager. You won't always get it right from the go in terms of your setup or in terms of your tactics. You need to adjust in the game, you know. Um, yeah. And you know the thing with, with with that whole diamond formation, right? Is that he switched it a bit in that uh, McTominay against Leipzig was the whole. Uh, okay, it wasn't McTominay. Sorry, it was um, Matic against against Leipzig was the holding uh, midfielder, and then Kate was on the right, and then Pogba on the left. And then uh, Van der Beek at the at the at the at the top of the diamond. Now he decides to change that and put Fred at the base, and then McTominay on the right. And it kind of it it kind of took away certain um, strengths of Fred. Um, and then, for instance, as well, is that in the second half now, when you're supposed to you know try, try to 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 attack more, you can you can rather maybe um, sacrifice um, a center and put Pogba back in the middle, and then rather put um, maybe another attacker going forward, maybe bring on Cavani, but then what does he do? He brings on Matic. Now, yeah. you bring on Matic for Fred, 
now you're not you know you know he's not being ambitious in terms of going forward. You know, what I mean, you're playing at home, so yeah. you need to try and attack. You know, similarly with the with the Chelsea match, the Chelsea match was, you know, what I mean, you're a home you're the home team. Try and attack. He's scared, like literally, yeah. when you dented that man's confidence playing at home. Because Man United yeah. lost six, lost six Premier League matches away from home, six out of six, six wins. Yeah. Um, back into into the previous six season, uh, but then at home it's what I think it's um three six three, games, three 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 draws and three losses, and the last yeah. six even going into last season. I mean, so so I don't think Ole is the right person going forward. Man. Uh, and I, 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 I think, his, and I mean, I mean, uh, you allude to sort of the system he played and. I saw Fred and uh, McTominay both coming to collect the ball, and it just sort of looked like no one knew really what they were yeah. what they were actually doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you said, yeah. they had that system of a diamond, but you know, you had two collectors, and then I mean, I'm 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 supporting a team where my team doesn't really get out the far, the first third, let alone get into the middle third. <laughs> so if you're having two people going to collect the ball, you know, I, I don't see how you're going to get the ball into the areas with the players that. They can obviously True. offer, you know, and I mean, it's it's sort of a carbon, or actually the opposite of a carbon copy of sort of what Wonga you experienced with, you sort of your 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 your, your uh, Thomas Party and um, Elneny, you know, mm. it sort of looked very fluid, and you had you had um, Yang looking looking like he wanted to get forward, um, yeah. you had you know, yeah, I said like is it actually looking all right, you know, so I I, I don't know. You know? <laughs> Exactly, um, and and, and uh, on, you know, great result, a great result for an Arsenal. Um, is this, you know, after two sort of poor performances, Wonga, you know, in the last no. two matches, is this, is this the oh, sort geez. of the the the? the oh. I think you might have lost him, but is this uh, maybe? <laughs> it's sort of like oh. there's in a game and he got shot down, dude. He's out. Yeah, he's oh. Like, oh. Oh. I don't know. Is this the victory that 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 maybe propels okay. them into into a position where where they can start challenging? Um, I mean, you said it last week. You said it. Uh, look at the look at the difference between eleventh and third place. I think it's two points. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. This league control. Control. Yeah. I mean, I for me, the one thing, the one. The one yeah, thing that uh, that uh, that worries me about Arsenal, that yeah, we're not conceding. It's good. It's something that last season we were. I mean, every game we, you know, back of the a goal is coming. Doesn't matter what team. Um, we're doing well by not conceding in, in. I mean, a game, especially like against Man United, uh, especially when we, I think Liverpool is the game we conceded the most, where we did concede more than two goals in the Premier League. I think probably the only one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but we're not getting enough goals. No, I think, uh, I think that's what I'm worried about. You're not, you're not getting enough. Goals. That's, that's the thing with Arteta is that he wants to make sure that his team is defense. Oh, okay, uh, but yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Is that he's, he wants to be he wants his team to be defensively sound mm-hmm. before um, you know going forward. You know, so I think that that that's what he's done, and I think mm. you know there was a stat um, that said Arsenal have conceded. One goal or kept a clean sheet in 31 of the last 40 matches, something like that. I, th- I can't remember. I can't remember if, if, yeah, the exact set, but something like something along those lines, where it shows that you know since Arteta's kind of like come through, they've obviously tried to be defensive, defensively sound, 
But obviously, yes, you're not going to be expansive and 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 obviously you're not going to score five nils and so forth. You know, from Arsenal, you'll see more like two nils, uh, one nils. So, so that's what that's what you'll see. If they lose, they lose a two-one. You know, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose by yeah. four goals. It doesn't, doesn't look like Arsenal will lose by four goals because you know, even if even the setup on the week on, on the weekend, it was you know a straight Man United, but also make sure that pro, when you progress the ball, that you obviously make may, uh, uh, obviously utilize it uh, well, and then which 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 worked for them. Yeah, but I'll tell you what you know you look at you look at a you look at a uh, an Arsenal now we we speak in after maybe two poor results uh, maybe they've turned the corner but a team that's really that's looked like they they're quite consistent in turning the corner is uh, your team Claudio uh, two two one wins um, in uh, the space of two weeks uh, we had Rich on here last week uh, it was. A tighter affair than, than maybe some of us thought. Well, some of us thought that they, they, that, that West Ham had a had a chance, um, but uh, Jota looks like he's the difference once again. Yeah, no, Jota is on fire. It's, it's three consecutive games at home that he's come on and he's scored. Well, the one game he started, but the others he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's been a huge difference. Like I said, we don't just have a, a B plan now; we've got a C and a D plan because at the end of the day, the game was quite a tight game. But the difference was him coming off the bench as well as Shakiri, And the irony in between all of this is that Shakiri was going to leave the club. Um, Phillips was going to leave the club. And they both played and they were instrumental on, on Saturday's performance. Uh, Nathan Phillips, by the way, he was given man of the match. Um, which is, it comes a long way to a player that at one point was going to move to the US to play college football and study. And he decided to stick around and he's all of a sudden made his... After all these years, he's made his Premier League debut. So, and given man of the match performance by the, the likes of Jamie Carragher as well as a Jurgen Klopp, and I think if you're focusing on Jurgen Klopp said, he put it correctly, or he described it perfectly rather, is that Nathan Phillips is definitely not easy on the eye by any means, um, but he's he's successful in terms of he gets the job done. His success rate in the air was far better than what we had previously. Joe Gomez, one of his weaknesses, he's very athletic for what he is, but one of his weaknesses is he struggles yeah, to win the ball in the air. Um, Fabinho, you know, fantastic footballer, not a centre-half, but again, another weakness would be in the air. And Nathan Phillips right at the end with a 2-1 win hanging on right at the end, having a, a header that cleared right at the end was, was the difference in the end for Liverpool. So, yeah, well done to a player. Also showing that the, the squad depth is doing right, and that Liverpool do tend to do well when they see themselves as the underdog, never mind anyone else. As long as they play with their mentality under Klopp, they seem to be all right. But the one but, thing I did possibly have an issue with was the, the penalty that we received. Um, and, I, and I'm going to bring it up, not just in a, in a sense that, yeah, okay, in my opinion, it was a penalty, but at the same time, there were six or seven penalties similar that happened this weekend that I don't think is fair in the nature of the game that all these players sort of mock the situation and all these sort of decisions tend to favor the attacker. My issue is like, if you're looking at a seller, for example, he goes to ground, there's contact, it's delayed. Um, but the way in which he throws himself to the ground, that's the part that's like, puts a lot of disdain to the game somewhat to a certain extent and to, to why people frown so much. But like I said, he's not the only one who does it. Um, Harry Kane did something and won a penalty for Spurs on the weekend, yet he was, he was claimed to be super smart and intelligent as a footballer. 
So for me, it, it's it's funny how the double standards come out. But do I like seeing it personally? No, but it was a factor that influenced the game. And also when a defender looks guilty, then the ref's always going to give it. Silo, you wanted to say something? No, I want to say that, no, man, uh, just touching on your, your Mr. Phillips, um, great game and everything, but you guys just forgot to put him in the Champions League squad. Yep, yep, true story. It's a big that's a big mistake in terms of you can't change that now. You can't. You can't. There's no late additions yeah. if there's injuries. Yeah, there isn't. I think. I think. I think they should have. They should have planned better for that because I'm sure he could have fit in somehow. Because um, um, uh, Reese Williams doesn't need to be in the squad because he's a, a homegrown player and I think he's obviously 19 years of 19 years of age and he doesn't need to put, be put in the squad. So similarly, what Man United did, they didn't put him in the squad. Um, he can just be slotted in at any time because he's a homegrown player. So it's unfortunate because then wrote on that performance and playing against Atalanta and everything, but obviously they just forgot. I don't know if what happened, but 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 it's a good player. But as you said, now we're touching on the penalty stuff. Yeah, I man, it happens too often. And yeah, and as you said, double standards with the Premier League. Um, anything that Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy as well. Um, Jamie Vardy, couple. Look at the penalties that he got against Man City. Uh, when when he goes down, uh, he was smart in getting himself in front of the defender, or he was smart in getting himself across the line of the defender. So you know, defenders running uh-huh. back, and when he run, defender runs back, he runs across the defender. You know, they always say that Jamie Vardy and and and, and Kane are smart, but yeah, I man, your know, Mohamed Salahs and other and other foreign players uh, will never get that that they are smart. You know, they'll say, ah, oh, these foreign 100%. players to dive or they, they go down easily or something. You know. Um, you know, even though I do feel that Salah uh, tries to milk it too much, but but yeah, that that is the double standards of the league. <laughs> no, no, look. When I saw it, I thought it was ridiculous. Like, there's enough contact. Yeah. Sure, I don't even, see. This is my, my my whole issue with these penalty decisions is that a striker can have at least six or seven chances at goal, right? But mm. you'll end up scoring eventually. A defender. Has to be 100% accurate with his, his tackle now. I can't even, you can't even like have like an, an 80% chance of getting the ball. Like if he just skims the guy, the guy will drop like he's been shot and it's a penalty. And I feel like that's where I feel like there's a huge disadvantage in this whole scenario and it's completely unsporting. To a certain degree, it's similar to water polo where they play for a foul. But, I, for like, foul, yeah. but for me, like when I used to ref indoor, maybe that's why there were a lot more fights. But when I used to, re- I used to let those things go because when I let one or two of them go, the players stop diving, and they know that he's only going to get a foul when he gets properly kicked. Yeah. And that's the thing: it's like these guys can stay on their feet and they can get the advantage, but they rather choose to drop, get the penalty, and get a hundred percent chance of scoring. You know, yeah, that's the like, thing that really great. Yeah, like you see in in Salah's case as well. Like I I agree with you guys hundred percent on that. Um, in terms of like, if, if he's getting touched, I mean, I think what also kills it is that slow-mo on the, on the VAR. You're like, yeah, look, there's a touch. And he goes down. Like, they're just looking at the sequence of events. You know, so there's a touch, then he goes down. And they're not looking like him. Salah in that position, he's causing no threat to anyone. Can he stay on his feet? Yes, he can stay on his feet, 100%. And the way he threw himself down was ridiculous. Um, for me, I think even if, let's say, let's say Salah's going on goal, 
He's on goal, the guy's behind him, and literally now this guy's Salah's trying to shoot, and now this guy's delaying his shot because he's, he's impeding him like incorrectly. That's a different story, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the touch there now is a different story because now you're literally stopping this guy from putting the, goal, the ball in the back of the net. But there he's, he's literally facing the other direction, and Salah could have, could have stood on his feet, and the game, I don't think Liverpool would even have scored off that. And I think, yeah, he's literally changed the game by giving that penalty, he's literally giving them a freebie. Um, and yeah. I think even, um, even, um, okay, I don't think Pogba's one was in the same. Nah, that was, that was a foul. That was a foul. Yeah. That was a foul. Yeah. He, was, I mean, he, was, thing, he was on the wrong side. And, and yeah. And, and, and I think he, you could, you could possibly bring up, so, so obviously you saw my team won. So, we need to be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your penalty. Your penalty. No, 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 no. But but I'm 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 on uh, I'm I'm on Callum Wilson's side here. Um, <laughs> because, of course, because it's your no, team. No, 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 no. Let me let me explain myself. Because I agree. the man, the man, he he was very honest. He said I worked the whole week to run to the front post, and he worked on that run, yeah. and he ran to the front post and. The man tried to kick the ball, but he didn't kick the ball. He kicked a player. So I, I don't yes, understand. He kicked, what he, he, kicked, he, kicked, he kicked a bit of him. No, uh, no, no. no. Swiped him. Yo, that was, he volleyed him. He volleyed him. He kicked him hard. He volleyed him. He kicked him hard. <laughs> but he, he was honest to say, I got in front of him and, and he looked for the foul. Um, yeah. Listen, it would have been different if he got a little bit of him and then he went rolling over, but he got properly kicked. He had no chance of getting the ball. You I, know, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm listen. not going to complain. Yeah. It's it's it it's you, you, see the, the, you see the Wilson one, right? I think the Wilson one, we will give it and say okay, cool, it's a 50-50, right? Yeah. Uh, so unlike unlike the Harry Kane one, where Harry Kane literally looks at Adam Lalana, oh he's coming. <laughs> literally say and he literally just just Lalana's got his eye on the ball. He's <laughs> waiting for him to, to, to yeah. give him some contact. I bet you, I bet you, right? The ref wouldn't have given the wouldn't have Given it, if he knew it was going to give it as a penalty, I don't know if, you, if, I, if that makes sense. Because the ref was giving a, a foul. I hear what you. Yeah, a free kick. I hear what you're the ref a free kick. It's a mm. free kick, but a penalty. No, the ref wouldn't have given it if he yeah. knew he overturned and said that it's in the box type of thing. You know what I mean? But and that ref had, had a howler, man. Like this, the goal for Brighton was a foul. Okay, but we'll touch on that one. I think also if you're looking at, at um, like a rules point of view, like I'm, I'm also of the opinion, I mean, it's just another debate you can have, but I mean, I'm also of the opinion that, um, you know, like a sport is obviously guided by uh, the rules, you know, and if people in the sport, are, if you're not following the rules, you're obviously then penalized for them, you know. Um, and I think those people that are are less skilled will obviously be penalized, I mean, more. And Harry Kane is probably, in my opinion, has, he knows the rules. He's put his body in front of the ball. He knows this guy's coming like a madman. The guy doesn't look at it. And the rules say what the rules say. And he gets the, he gets the kick. And they can say the same thing in Salah as well. The rules say what the rules say. The, sees the guy coming, gets his touch, goes on the floor. And there, he's got his penalty. So... Yeah. I'm just I'm just putting it in there. It's not my the difference. The difference between these. Uh, sorry, sorry, Wonka. Sorry, let me let you finish your point. You're saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying that 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 was my point. I'm just saying it's not it's not my 
I, I believe, also believe that I mean, Salah, that's, that's useless what he did. It was crazy. It spoils the game. But then there's also the thing of the rules or the rules, you know? Um, so, I mean, how do you look yeah, at it Yeah, so, but here's, here's the thing, though. It's like, let's, let's, let's put these two next to each other, right? The, the Callum Wilson penalty. Genuine content, uh, contact. The guy gets, he gets swept, right? The, the issue 100%. there is that where you can say it's a 100%, it's, it's definite contact that brings the player down for sure. The, yeah. the striker's smart enough in terms of to, to get in front of the defender. The defender's not aware enough as to know where the, the, the striker is in the first place. That's, uh-huh. that's where you can say, like, I get why that's a penalty. Similar to that uh-huh. of the Pogba penalty, which, by the yeah. way, like, I call Pogba a show pony. That's actually the one scenario where I actually felt for the guy. I was like, he's tracking uh-huh. back. He's just gotten beaten by pace. The, the attacker's got in there before him. But those two scenarios yeah. are very similar, pure penalties. The yeah. other ones, like where, where you're looking at a Salah, and even in the Juventus game where Chiesa goes down, where however you pronounce his name, but they're looking for that contact. And then the, uh, the, the motion in which they go down is not natural. Yeah, that's I, that's yeah. the issue I have. That's where yes. a referee can't be like, by letter of the law, I have to give up because it's con- No, that's yeah. not enough contact to make the guy fall naturally. That's yeah. the issue I have in this because the guy can Agreed. stay on his feet and do something with the ball. And that's where they don't make the distinction. That's the biggest issue I have with that. And that's when I used to ref, that's how I used to play it. And when guys used to swear at me, I just used to send them off. Because I was like, that's how you play football. It's none of this ballerina bullshit. So the rules, I think then in that case, then someone needs to now... 100% what you're saying is 100% correct. And I agree with that. Then the rules for me, they need to be... They definitely, definitely need to be looked at. Because you're going to get that the whole time. That, That it's... Yeah, it's my view. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it ruins the game. He's he's on the corner of the box. He's not he's not doing anything, you know. And the guy defend like you say, it's so the defenders now are like on glass in the box. They can't do anything. But now the attackers have got they can play everywhere freely, you know. That's yeah, that's not fair. It's it's not a fair game for me. I don't agree. Yeah, but I agree. With no, but saying, yeah. but even in the in the Brighton game, in the Brighton game, there was a scenario where um, yes. Ben White. Plays the ball in the box. Beautiful little ball. Mm-hmm. Now the player gets pulled by it's the shirt. He's literally, yeah, he gets held. He gets held. Yeah. Yeah. But they go and review it and they say that's not a penalty. But by why? definition in which they are giving, the other penalty with the minimal contact, yeah. that should be a penalty. Yes. So why isn't it the penalty? Yes. And that's, that's it, the first question. It, it went in front of Trossard and he was held back from attacking or trying to attempt to attack the ball. Oh, I couldn't believe it, man. Like Brighton... They, okay, I guess, I guess the ref equaled it out by giving them a goal when, 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 when a player actually got fouled, and the, uh, that, that ref needs to be banned, guys. But that, that, that even, even that solo, that that foul in the middle of the field, that was oh. a clear foul. Any person, I, 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 I can explain to someone who hasn't watched soccer in their life that look, if the guy gets kicked, it's a foul. The, the guy doesn't kick the ball, it's a foul. If he kicks the player, it's a foul. A person will see, okay, he's kicked the player. Surely that's a foul. No, those guys who know soccer are saying that's not a foul. That goal shouldn't have been allowed. And it yeah, doesn't, you can't lose. equal a thing with another goal. Like the consistency yeah. is poor. Listen, yeah. based, on again. That, based on that, yeah, based on that, I mean, I was going to speak about Spurs. I think if if yeah. if, if, if uh, Spurs had dropped points there, I think Mourinho would have been would have been livid. Uh, livid. He would have been livid. Yeah. And um, it was. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we can speak about Spurs now, but I, I just. I mean, I thought that they they deserved the win. Um, 100%. I was happy for I was happy for Lamptey to score actually because I think Lamptey is a special talent, and I think we were speaking about him a few weeks ago. Um, 
but the Spurs train just keeps just keeps uh, going in the right direction. And um, you know, Gareth Bale coming on 200 seconds, and he scores a goal with pure skill, and 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 it was class. I mean, the way hmm. he the way he positioned himself, the way the cross came in, the distance he was from the goal, and he planted in the goal, and you know. And that's sort of the Gareth Bale that I hope the Premier League gets to see, um, and and sort of the ammunition. What did they say? They sorry, Nick, what did they say? It's, it's the last time he received, or it's the first time he's received a pass from a Madrid player since 2018. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah the, exactly. Sorry, yeah. And, I, and I saw, yeah. I saw Mourinho had a bit of a jab at, uh, at yeah. Madrid. He said, <laughs> he said, "I'm going to go on safari if I get five minutes after this." Uh, this, what this, they say. Uh, conference to see what they say about Gareth Bale now, but but that is interesting because. He hasn't got a pass from a from a Real Madrid player in the last couple of years. So uh, I'm happy for the lad. It's good for the Premier League. Um, as we said, Spurs keep 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 soldiering on, and you know, Brighton are a tricky tricky test. You know, I think a lot of teams have have seen that. You know, they play some good ball. Graham Potter's got them playing out the back. Um, they've got quick players on the sides, and they've got quite a dynamic front three um, with quick fullbacks. And you know, they've it's just another victory, and they they second on the log. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. They second on the log, and you know, Mourinho will take that any day of the week. You know, um, uh, yeah. sorry, I think Leicester might be second on the log now. Uh, top four, they fourth, they fourth. Spurs were they not second? No, they were, they, they were. They were. They were third, third and then became fourth. So Everton is before Monday. Everton is third. Yeah, so Everton, so second. Everton was second. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. And so Everton, Everton, Everton after because, two losses stayed well, in second. They, don't they, forget they, Everton. They Everton, Everton uh, before 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 these last two losses was had only drawn a match, and yeah, they won. Um, and then they lost two. So that's what. That's yeah. okay, two okay. points. Uh, sorry, sorry. But, I got sure. wrong. but yeah. I think I think it's a great start for them, and I just think, uh, you know, typical Mourinho. Um, I'm an advocate for him. I'm a fan of him, and I think if he can keep his his squad fit and he can keep the goals out the back, that's my only concern. Is if they can keep the goals out the back end, I think they will they will do something good. And he was quite he was quite harsh on those players in the week. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw. Um, yeah, yeah. He, was, he said it's yeah. like. Guys want to know why they're not getting game time. They they must know now. They've got a chance yeah. and 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 ultimately he's fair then. Is he not fair? Yeah. You he's know, fair. he might be shaming them, but he's been fair. He's given them a chance. If you're not gonna deliver, you know, then he's not gonna play them in the big games. So he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's done. He's done for sure. Yeah. But or so, what I like, but I like if if you're comparing, let's let's take where Spurs are at in comparison to a United in terms of what has happened, take if you're taking Ole and United losing over the weekend, Spurs busy ticking over those wins and slowly each win they're putting another piece down, another laying down the brick of foundation. I know they lost Europa, but if we're looking at the league where they can then say this is the focus, I know Europe is one of their big ambitions as well, but the league in this scenario, it seems like it's, it's working for them. That momentum keeps carrying through. That confidence keeps carrying through. And slowly the message that Mourinho does start putting out there starts being more believable. And yeah. when we compare when Mourinho was at United, 
for some reason that harshness wasn't working because the players themselves weren't advocates for what he was saying. He didn't have they one or two. They weren't receiving it well. They weren't it well, but there wasn't one or two of the players that were backing him. In this scenario, if you're looking at Spurs, he's got a world-class player in Kane that he's going from day one, which, by the way, was his incentive or his goal was to get him on side. I think he's, his whole demeanor and the way in which he speaks to the players, addresses them, is being backed by a Kane because the Kane's going, yeah, damn straight, I want to win. If you're not performing, you can piss off. So I think that's the difference between what he was doing at United and currently, look, it's still very early days. I mean, we're only a couple of days, like six or seven games into the, the season. True. When we compare everything into, com into compa uh, comparison, when you're looking at a how the Champions League and Euro Europe's busy playing out, these guys are playing two, three games a week for the next couple of weeks. This is kind mm. of like when you're playing football manager and everything's on simulation. Yeah. It's just results yeah. are flying. So to be able to manage a squad and play the right players and 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 in this process in time and to prevent injuries is is something that's going to require a masterclass just to get the res these results. So it's interesting you say that, uh, Claudio, just on the Harry Kane point. Was there a player at Man United when Mourinho was there that he could get onside to convince the rest but, of the change? But, but, Harry but, Kane yeah. is that player. I, yeah. I agree, and I, and, and I also Sorry. don't agree with, with, what, with, what, with what Claudio had to say. Is because in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the second season that he had Man United, um, he United finished second, guys, um, and won the Europa League. Pogba, yeah. um, what I think he he matched Yaya Torre's um, goals and assists, like his best goals and assists that, that Yaya Torre ever had in the Premier League, by like scoring like fifteen goals and having like ten assists, some ridiculous stats that. And he was in the uh, Premier League uh, team of the season, Pogba that season. Uh, that season in particular, I feel that obviously Mourinho got his, the players on side. He managed to get the buy-in of the players. The players bought into his philosophy. Man United end the season on 82 points, I think it was. Um, and, and City obviously won the league that season. I think City won it by nine points or, or whatever. Whatever the uh, actually no, I lie. Actually, City won it by 18 points or so, whatever, because 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 they, uh, they were above 90. But that season, he got it. He got them on side. You know what I mean? And he had uh, Zlatan. Um, and, he, and, he, and he had um, Lukaku and, and so forth in the squad. That's the season where I feel that he did get the team on side. And I think um, going forward, he just probably lost it somewhere where sometimes Mourinho, I don't know, if he gets frustrated in his third season. You've seen at other teams, guys. You've seen it that at Real Madrid, second season, he, 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 he beat um, Pep uh, to the league uh, at Madrid. But then the third season, things fall apart and he just didn't get yeah. around. Casillas anymore. They said there's too much of a Portuguese speaking influence in the team. At Chelsea again, he comes back second season. He wins the league. Third season, what happens? There's something going wrong. He's fired by November. So it just it it just it's just unraveled in that way for Mourinho at other clubs, not just Man United. So it's just I don't know if it's Mourinho and I don't know if, if it's just I think him. I think it's the it's it's similar to what Pep Guardiola is going through right now as well. I think it's that level of intensity that he comes in and he brings, and there's there's an expectation that he sets for the players, and he tries to put that expectation onto the players themselves. It's not his expectation. He comes in there and he tells them, "I expect you to be doing this, and I need you to have that of yourself. And if you don't have that, then you don't even you don't even make my minimum," which is kind of the reaction he had during the week. So I think after your third season, especially if you performed well, like you said, him coming out at the time saying finishing second place was a huge achievement with the bunch of players that he has. Number one, that comment is a backhanded compliment. It is somewhat undermining. 
So if you do have an average bunch of players who feel like they've given everything for you that, that year and you still come out and then you also try and sign players, which, by the way, that's where the issues and the politics comes is that he doesn't back down. So whatever, we all know the type of man Daniel Levy is. But as soon as there's something he believes in, so he gets players to perform and then he goes, he wants more players. You know, the same thing that happened with, I know we're going way back. And today's show has gone a bit all over the place. But when we're taking Rafa Benitez in consideration, Rafa Benitez lost Liverpool when he tried to get rid of Alonso. He tried to get rid of Alonso, tried to bring in Gareth Barry. It didn't work out. And then he was stuck with Alonso for the season. But what he had was a disgruntled player, a professional, but disgruntled nonetheless. And he saw out the season. As soon as he left, he was done. And as soon as that player left, he was, he was, that was him. He couldn't get another player of the same caliber. And his whole Liverpool went to shit after that. And it's the same sort of scenario with a, with a Mourinho. But if there's one thing I want to talk about, Nick talk, uh, mentioning the Gareth Bale goal. One thing I'm picking up, there's, there's a little bit of a pattern in the Premier League. And it, it's more like the intensity in terms of defenders not defending as much as they used to. And it's, it's kind of somewhat a resemblance to La Liga, in my opinion. I look at Liverpool's first goal that they conceded. Also, ball goes out wide. It's a cross that comes in. And there's just so much time and space that is allowed to the guy whipping the ball in. It's, it's a joke. Because if, if you take us into consideration and we play, I, if you go watch my highlight reel, which I can go find somewhere, I give the players zero, zero space. And on the weekend, yeah. you've got a 19 year old, Curtis Jones, who's a midfielder. He literally backs off the guy with the ball and tracks the runner and allows the guy three or four meters, look up, ping a pass in. Firstly, the clearance is poor, but then that's how the goal comes in. The same thing with the bail goal. So much time, so much space. The guy can yeah. look up, pick a pass. There's, I don't pass, know if it's yeah. got to do with the fans still. I know we talk about this weekend, week yeah. out, but I'm not too sure. I think, I, think uh, I, watched, I watched something on the whole fan situation. I don't know. I don't know if I'm on board with it. I do. I do sort of understand because I've never played at that level where the fans are sort of 50, 60,000 in the stadium. But, you know, maybe there's that sort of, there's an edginess to it when there is a crowd, you know, then you have to be more true to yourself and true to your crowd and make sure that you've got your man right next to you. Um, but then you'd also think on the flip side, you can hear everybody. You can hear your goalkeeper saying, look, check your left shoulder. You can hear the defender behind you saying, listen, there's a man behind you or there's a man running on your blind side. So I, I don't know. I don't know if, 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 if the, the atmosphere and the environment per se is that much different um, that it has actually made such an impact. And, you know, if you looked at the stats, it probably would say because the amount of goals where there are just three players in the box or there's a pass being bombed from the right back position all the way to the left back position uh, to the left winger position, and um, it's taking it's taking an age for the right the right back for the for the defending team to get across. I, I don't know. There, there is a bit of a the, there is a bit of a pattern. It is a bit lackadaisic. Obviously, we like it because there's a lot of goals, um, but I, I don't buy that excuse about the fans. For me, I don't know. The only thing hey, that hey, I don't say that too loud. Don't say that too loud because that's Ollie's excuse. Uh, like, for yeah, me, yeah. After that, I couldn't believe what he was saying there, Silo. 
He literally is yeah, like, yeah. oh, you know, because he's like, your, your home record's been terrible. He's like, oh, you're, you're, what, what's the home? What's the home record right now with no fans? No, he, says, like, he says, it's a, what is a home and away game? He said, home and away rubbish. doesn't matter. That's a little bullshit because actually, if you're playing, if you're a team from Newcastle, <laughs> if you're a team from North, the Northeast and you're playing in London, you've got to fly the next day, fly the day before, you've got to stay in a hotel, you've got to eat there, you're away from your family. Boom, you got to play a game, then you got to get a play back. You can't tell me that the away games aren't away games for the away teams. That's a lot it's of away game, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, away it's rubbish. It's a it's rubbish. Or is it the wheel? <laughs> that is absolute nonsense. That's crashing and burning the wheel. The only thing that I'm going to say about the, the, the non-crowd situation, they hmm. said, and it made sense, and one of the ex-players was saying, it, I think it was Mika Richards on Sky Sports the other day, he said maybe the only thing is the crowd generally tells you when there's a man on, and that's when you've got the ball at your feet. <laughs> You can't tell that's me, fair. No, that's fair enough. But you can't tell yeah. me that Gareth Bale and uh, the defender that was marking him or not marking him uh, for for Brighton when when Gareth Bale scored was going to be told by by the crowd man on at the speed that the ball travelled. So yeah. I don't buy the the crowd situation. I think um, teams are maybe being more expansive, maybe being a little bit more creative, um, because. You know, they haven't had much time in a preseason with new players coming in. And maybe it's a bit of a free hit for some teams. It is a little bit, it is a little bit um, uh, for, for, for lack of better words, um, non-sober, as, as Matt had, had sort of uh, alluded to a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying a lot of goals and it's exciting to watch. But it is a bit concerning if you're trying to achieve something because... You know, titles and, and good finishes in the, in the league uh, are based on good defensive records. But 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 to that point as well is that a team like Burnley and Sheffield, they need the fans. Those teams need the fans. Without the yeah, fans, 100%. those teams have nothing. Have there's no energy. Look, look, if I look at a team like Burnley, I remember there was a season where they had one player that's, that was from the uh, uh, that was outside of that was from outside of Great, um, Great Britain. That team literally just has guys from Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and, and England. That team like just requires fans to push, push, to push on. You know what I mean? And that's how they 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 they, they, they grind out um, one nil results or two ones or where the last minute you get a you get a Wood or a Barnes in the box header or a Rodriguez who just came off the bench. Someone just just to just to um, you know, get a goal. So I think they are those teams that they they, they require the fans. You know, I see. Obviously, Jamesy says, um, you know, the fans are, are a major uh, impact. Um, he supports City. There is no impact for City. City never have fans in the stadium. You know what I mean? But <laughs> other teams, other teams, other teams. It's no, 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 no. They, they do have fans in the stadium. They're just busy sitting on their seat warmers. That's why they're so quiet. That's the problem. They're too worried about getting fans. You know, a team like Newcastle, man. You know, you go to Newcastle, you go to St. James Park. That that that's a fortress. You know what I mean? That that's like what five biggest stadiums or one of the top five biggest stadiums in the EPL. And you know, it's going to be full. You're going to be singing. You know, and and it's going to be a tough. No, play. definitely. No, um, definitely. But, yeah. Like for me, and I know I asked most of the question because when I played, um, for me, it made a difference. 
uh, I always played better when I had people watching, whether it was yeah. even 10 of my mates, but versus 10 mates versus no mates, I always played better because I know there were people watching. And and even to like Nick's point, you know, with uh, mentioning Richard saying you can hear people make a noise, there's just a little bit more that you, you're able to give. There's a little bit more awareness. Even though these guys are professionals, they should be playing at a certain standard, fine. But it does somewhat, it drops the intensity naturally it's not it's yeah, not a yeah, the yeah. players the players are still professional they're still out there going to the job but even i think trent alexander's uh arnold came out saying that for him it's also been a big struggle because he needs to psych himself up and with the crowds it was naturally something that was there now it's and, harder for him despite being a professional maybe, maybe keeps the players more honest i guess you could give them that yeah. you know keep them yeah. more honest because you know they've got something to play for uh let alone a result and their club and their salaries they don't want to be. They don't want to be the asshole that makes a mistake on a on a Saturday afternoon, you know. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. But you know what? One thing they're all forgetting is that the stuff is still it's still being televised. So regardless, they are still yeah, making it off. Like for me, I, d- I don't care if you're a 19 year old or not. When I was looking at Curtis Jones, Curtis Jones, and what he had done, but even not just with him, he's playing behind Trent, who is also fairly young. But he's somewhat the senior in the scenario, and both of them. Trent was sitting there not marking anyone. Jones literally left the man at the ball, left him while he was right in front of him, and started going to the tracker. Like, for me, I, I just – it blows – the mind boggles. Like, I just couldn't – I couldn't put it together. I was like, that's immediate danger. Why aren't you taking care of the immediate danger? Explain that to me, guys. Explain that to me. Yeah. No, Jones, Jones, Jones proved to himself that he needs to be benched for the, for the, for the next game, man. So – Unfortunately, he got his chance. Uh, it always happens with him. He starts the game, doesn't last past 60 minutes because he's not doing, he's not offering much. No, no. But you see, like for me, you get different types of players, right? And you get different types of professionals. And the, the thing, you get the, the Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville, like they, the, the talent is limited, but they're they there and they know the defender everything to the cause for the defending. Then you get the guy who's well-rounded, who understands the game, reads the game. He just gets stuck in everywhere, like your Steven Gerrards and, I don't know, give me another example, Celo, a Roy Keane. No, Roy Keane is somewhat towards the Gary Neville side. A Patrick Vieira is a good example. Yeah. Then, then you have the player that is the Terry Henry, who can literally do what he wants, but when he gets the ball, he's that good. And now the problem with young players coming through the system is because the philosophy of football has changed somewhat and the emphasis is a lot of, on attacking football – they think that they are just as talented as some of these players. So they tend to go, when I'm on the ball and I'm looking pretty on the ball, then I'm doing my job. That's and all, that's where yeah. they're getting it wrong. And Curtis and Jones, for me, is a young player with a lot of talent. But all he ever looks, and I know he's only 19, so there's a lot of growth. And I'm not trying to slate the guy because he's got a career ahead of him. But the issue is, he's a pretty footballer. And right now, that's all he's offering to the team. And for me, that's not good enough, especially not at a Liverpool. So yeah. that's something he's got to think about. And I'm sure Klopp will manage it. He needs to do more. Yeah, definitely. But Nick, we haven't actually even gone deep don't forget into. Nick. Please, don't, forget Nick. don't forget Nick. He, he won, man. Yes, so, I know. So... And Scott Woodhouse has come on now, so I think this is the perfect time for Nick to be bragging because Scott's here and he's listening, and he needs to he needs to hear your thoughts. So, so I think I think it was um, the first first and foremost. It was great to see Pickford on the bench. Uh, because he's a he's a Mackin bastard, and uh, <laughs> he's from Sunderland, and he deserves to sit on the bench. And he's got he's got small arms, so he can't really catch the ball. So I think they made a good choice with keeping him on the bench. 
It does look like uh, a T-Rex in goals. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah, it looks like a T-Rex. It's like this. Um, but yeah, he he. <laughs> it was great to see him on the bench. But for us to to and I spoke about this on on Thursday. Is I wanted midfielders in the midfield, and I think we got it. We got we got Longstaff in the midfield. We had Hendrik there. You know, Hendrik didn't look as lost because he had a partner with him. Um, and it sort of gave us that sort of foundation to to, to get the ball forward. Um, Longstaff was picking up the second balls and we had uh, a lot of balance with, with Almiron and, and, and St. Maximum going forward. Uh, we had Wilson obviously up top and, and we looked to threat. We looked to threat. Um, we obviously had our wide, we had our wide um, fullbacks or, or, or wingbacks, if you want to call them that. And they were always a threat. But whenever we retracted into that sort of back five, um, we looked solid. Um, notable centre centre back that played very well is Fernandez and arguably he's he's been one of the standout center backs for me this season for from majority of the teams consistent um he's a good passer of the ball and, and defensively very sound um so I was very impressed with him and um why, why are you laughing at me oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> like this <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> Uh, right. Scott, I okay. cannot confirm. I cannot confirm or deny these allegations to an player with the lad. Um, so yeah, uh, just based on that, I thought we looked. A, we looked. We looked really solid, um, and we looked a real threat going forward. Um, I was. I was slightly disappointed with Bruce taking off. Um, at one nil, he took off say maximum, um, and I, I couldn't really understand why, um, because I thought he was he was our only real threat um, once we got into the final third to create anything, um, yeah. and brought on I think he brought on Hayden uh, for him uh, to to sort of shore shore it up. But then I so, sort of when Fraser came on, that that gave that balance back, and that Fraser Wilson combination uh, was for all to see with the final goal. Um, yeah. Fraser was deadly with his pace. He took Mina to parts yeah. um, yeah. and, and then as Harry uh, as um, Harry Wilson, uh, Callum Wilson does at the back post. You know, in that six-yard box, that's where he scores yeah. his goals. And for yeah. me, for me, you know, outrageous statement, but I think Callum Wilson should be in the next England squad. I I I, I, I personally think that. He should be called up. I see Danny Ings is potentially injured. injured yeah. But I think mm. who, who should argue? Look at his stats. He's second top goal scorer in the Premier League at the moment. Why shouldn't he be? Why shouldn't yeah, he 100%. be? The problem, the problem mm. with that statement, I mean, I'm backing it 100%. The problem with the statement is that England have a... I don't know where this happened or how this happened, but they've got about like six or seven strikers to choose from, at least. They're six all scoring in the Premier League. Six or seven strikers and six or seven right backs as well. Yes, yeah, it's true. Ten, but there's only wow. one right back. Ten, ten, ten right backs to choose from, and yeah, six or seven strikers. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So yeah. that's, it's, the striking it's, options we know: ten, Tammy Abraham, um, Calvert Lewin, Kane, Wilson, Ings. Yeah, those are striking options. Obviously, uh, the Bamford, 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 Bamford been scoring. Yeah, Wilson. Uh, guys, no, guys. Listen, guys. Listen. Bamford, Bamford is 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 a, is a good yeah. player. Did you see the but chances me, that? Okay. No, but listen, but listen. How how these how these yeah. He still needs to prove himself a bit more, whereas the other guys... Um, okay, I'm not saying that Calvert-Lewin has proved himself, but I'm just saying that Calvert-Lewin compared to Bamford... Let's say Calvert-Lewin and Wilson compared to Bamford, who would you rather have? 
Look, uh, this is what I wanted to say is that football is an interesting thing and tournament football is even more interesting. Yeah. Premier League football, over a span of a season, that's where you can say, okay, pedigree of a player, consistency. Tournament football is all about the form and then and then. Yeah. And if you've got a player like a Bamford who's scoring the last, so like he doesn't score the rest of the season. Yeah. But he scores in the last five games just before a tournament, major tournament comes up. That yeah. player needs to be considered because his yeah, confidence yeah. is on another level and everything works in waves. And that's where you want to take yeah. a player because even if he doesn't start, bring him off the bench, he's going to be like, fuck, I've earned this. I'm going to get on yeah. there and I'm going to do something. And that's so how football works. For me, for me I, would, I, would have Wilson in the, I would have Wilson in the squad because if you look at majority of his goals, and I've looked at a couple of his goals that he had scored for, for, for Bournemouth, he scores in and around that six-yard box. And I don't know many of the strikers, many of the strikers that we're talking about, you know, Kane sort of adapted his game. He does score those goals, but Kane is liking to take his shots outside the box and turn in defenders and, yeah. and sort of combining. But Callum Wilson isn't going to score you goals from, from outside the box or, or just he's inside. Like the, he is that, uh, that, that, that Michael Owen of, of, of old. He's that... Um, Though, oh, Michael Owen wasn't really a scrappy guy. He wasn't yeah, scrappy. scrappy. Look, not I'm not scrappy, I'm not, but like, he it, not, not scrappy, but he found himself in those areas. He, he, yeah. he wasn't scoring all these from outside of the box. He did score no, his face no, no, no. But he was... He was Finding himself in that six-yard box, and that's what mm. for me. Yeah. Hey, no, no, no. Listen, and don't disrespect Heskey, bro. Heskey, listen. Owen was nothing without Heskey. Owen was nothing without Heskey, guys. I don't know, I don't know, I Heskey know, was incredible. Know. Like the goals that he was that player. He was he was the bouncer version of Bobby Firmino. He's the unsigned hero for Catalonia. I know. Now I know. He works this up. Everyone remembers the. What I wanted to conclude on with Newcastle is, I've been very unhappy and I'm still unhappy with who's coaching our team. But what was proved on the weekend is there is quality in the squad. And if you play in a certain way, and you give them and uh, give them that chance to express the way they can play. They can go and beat an Everton who was second on the log or first on the log or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, yes, right. they were missing James yeah. and Richarlison, and I'm going to speak about them now because that just proves how little depth Everton have when they uh, go they, and they, yeah. when they, they go play against a team like Newcastle and they lose two players in their front three and they go and lose like they did. And listen. There was, there was only one team winning that game. Ancelotti can say whatever he wants. It was maybe a fair result, 1-1. One, one. No. Newcastle were the better team. They had more chances. Their keeper was the busier keeper. They are in trouble if that is their, their starting 11. If they, if they lose one or two players, they, 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 they lose to a team like Newcastle who, who will probably finish between 9th and 14th. So yeah. I'm happy. Bruce needs to le- le- play the right system. Let the players go, and and maybe we'll get another win. I don't know, but we'll probably lose next week. Probably. No. Yeah. <laughs> who, 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 who are you playing next? Who are you playing playing next Southampton week? away. Southampton oh, away. Oh no, but Southampton. Is Danny Ings okay? They no, said he's not, 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 not as bad. Not as bad, but but still. Yeah, but did you see the injury though? Oh, it didn't look good though. Oh, it was like a little knee twist, and ah, it wasn't nice. So I, I would rest ah. him. I'll tell the coach to rest him just for my sake. 
Yeah. Um, I, I see Scott. Scott puts an interesting comment here, and he says, based on me saying playing playing a player in form, when in the Champions League final, Pochettino decided to play Kane ahead of Lucas when Lucas was the yeah. player on form. Patrick. Um, and you know it's interesting is Pochettino was on I think Monday Night Football last night and they sorry, asked him the sorry. Claudio, I need to interrupt you. He's speaking yep. about this because we actually had to do this in our A license. We watched the game together. And oh, so uh, I don't know if he got I don't know if he got Spurs or Liverpool to analyze, but I'm assuming it was Spurs, because I don't think he was too happy with uh, with that choice of not picking Moria. But yeah, carry on, carry on. Yeah, so what what is interesting was Pochettino was on Monday Night Football and he actually said, because they said, you know, he, he chose to play and not fit Kane because he's still a world-class player and he'll still stand by that choice. Uh, personally, I think that's where he went wrong. Rather bring a player who's not fully fit off the bench who is world-class because if you've got a Lucas Moore is flying, if he's flying and, yeah. and the team can then put a certain pressure on a, the likes of a Liverpool and then bring a player like that off the bench, I think that's when a Liverpool starts questioning themselves and starts putting um, putting themselves on the pressure. And we have a Champions League final or a trophy. Win. So that's a yeah. He doesn't, yeah. No, and he did, by the way, good news for you, Celo. He did say he's ready to start working again. Yeah, no, don't worry. Um, they even made a joke about, uh, he said what? Something about the colour of his, of the shirt or something. And then they said, aren't you wearing like a red shirt underneath your ah, Whatever. But yeah, listen, that guy is ready. <laughs> Solskjaer, you know what happens when Solskjaer has pressure? Solskjaer just wins matches. So I'll be surprised if he wins tomorrow and then wins today again. So, hey, man, you know Solskjaer. He's a Theo Walcott of managers, my man. That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Solskjaer is. Yeah, I think well, Jack, you know, I think, you know, I think Jack, Jack, Jack. Huh? Marcus hey, is Marcus. saying well done for the weekend. Oh, I didn't see that, hey, Marcus. Thanks, man. I see James is reminding us of obviously Che Adams and, and Armstrong for, for Southampton. So, yeah, so Newcastle won't have it uh, all their way with, with, with Che Adams. But Che Adams has been good, man. So, as it's uh, we'll speak about that on Thursday. Don't you worry, bro. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry, bro. <laughs> I'm going to touch on Chelsea or, 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 or is it what, a boring victory? Nah, the, look. <laughs> Look, the Chelsea thing, before we move on to the Chelsea thing, I do want to say, because um, we're talking about the Newcastle-Everton game, you're talking about the depth. And, and, and if there's one thing I can highlight, I mean, you've already said a lot of the things there, Nick. But one thing that we can say between Everton in terms of what's happened, not having the depth, but both of their fullbacks weren't playing. And it just shows you when you've got a James and you've got a Ding, Lucas Ding at left back, who can put in the ball, put in the delivery, there's something for Calvert-Lewin to work off. I, yeah. I question Angelotti in terms of him playing Sigurdsson next to or behind Calvert-Lewin. For me, that doesn't make sense because if a player like that who's got that quality, rather stick him out wide to whip the ball in. So I, I didn't understand yeah, that sure. decision. I'm I also think sure. Sigurdsson has passed his sell-by date. I think his time has come and gone. So it's probably a play we'll see moved on sometime soon. But the difference between the top sides at the moment and the others are the quality of fullbacks. We've seen it in, say, United... Arsenal attacking down the right-hand side, putting Luke, uh, putting Luke Shaw under pressure, which for me was ironic because I actually thought when I saw the starting lineup of Arsenal, I know you guys touched on this game, but I, I missed that conversation, was that I actually thought Arsenal were weakest on the right-hand side because How? I think Bellerin's – I thought Bellerin's – I think personally, I think he's a good player. I like him. When I met him, I thought he's the coolest guy I've ever worked with. But I don't think he's the same sort of caliber as a Trent Alexander-Arnold. And when I say that, I'm talking specifically in terms of going forward and delivery, right? And yet, 
that is where they hurt United the most. So when I'm looking at Everton, losing both fullbacks was a huge loss. Losing James was a huge loss. And then you got Richarlison. So yeah, they're in big shit with no fullbacks. Yeah. That's, how, that's how teams are playing. Leicester at the moment, they, they won last night convincingly. They put a team like Leeds under pressure, which is fine. It worked well. Rodgers is also showing a lot of um, depth and a lot of strategic flexibility. yeah, flexibility in terms of knowing what to do at the right times. But one thing they have at the moment is they've got great fullbacks. Fullbacks yeah. that by the end of the season, people are probably going to be looking at trying to buy again, like a chill one. Yeah. yeah. I, I was very impressed with uh, Leicester last night. I think I think Bielsa was showing up. Um, you know, they pressed, they pressed, they pressed, and they broke their press completely by just uh, having Barnes, having Barnes and Vardy just running behind. It was incredible to see because they would suck them into one area. And that, uh, by the way, that Fofana that plays in the, the uh, at centre back is, 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 is a good little player, and or well, not little, but uh, he's got good feet in him, and and and, and he can pass a ball. But they looked really rapid. Um, against a really good Leeds team who pressed for 90 minutes. And I just think by February, I think a Leeds, a Leeds will probably fall away because you can't... I just don't think they can do what they did in the Championship here in the Premier League, especially yeah. with the personnel that they have. So so, so, so Leicester, Leicester is a notable, notable team where I am quite uh, happy that you brought them up. Um, but in terms of Chelsea... Uh, I'm happy Werner scored. I'm happy Werner scored. Sorry, man, guys. I, I gotta I gotta just say this before we talk about Chelsea. Man, Celo, is that is that the next big signing? The next big money signing? Oli's gonna attract Sigerson from Everton. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Marcus thinks so. Come on. Sigerson <laughs> needs to go home back to Iceland to retire, man. Shame. Shame. He's got other places before he stops in Iceland. Okay, Nick, you were saying the Chelsea game. No, I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed. Uh, I didn't watch the game, I'll be honest. Um, I, I just followed it and I saw Kurt Zuma came in there with a second and Werner sealed it with a third. Uh, I think it was Ziyech with a first. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it was a convincing win for them. I'm, I worry about Burnley. Um, I think you're probably right with the fans. It might be a, 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 a big detriment to them this season, um, probably their 12th sort of man. Um, but probably the win that Chelsea needed coming off uh, a draw with Man United, you know, trying to get back on track. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're, they're sort of attacking, we've said it, they're attacking uh, players, you know, probably comparable to any of the top sort of four teams in the league. Um, but the big question mark is, can they keep it out the back? Can they get the balance right? Can Frank actually find his best starting eleven? I think that's the biggest question that we have to sort of ask. Um, and I'm not too sure if he can because it is very inconsistent at the moment. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are, lads. I think I think I think with, with, with Chelsea, um, you know, most most of their fans were, you know, very happy the fact that he 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 moved away from the whole double pivot. Um, formation because he decided to play Kante as a six and play Havertz and um, and Mount as as eight, where it allowed them to 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 attack more um, and to keep the front foot a bit more. Obviously, I don't think you can obviously use that formation uh, against the bigger sides, but against the smaller teams where the smaller teams will be you know be defensive minded. I think 
that is the formation that he can use against a smaller team. Um, and um, using ZH on the right and then Werner on the left and Abraham in the middle. Um, I think, yeah, Chelsea can definitely, you know, do well this season um, and, and, and be in the top four uh, with, with, with the options that they have, as you said. And I think the defense is, is getting better. And I think he's, he's, he's settled. He's always settled on his back four. He just needs to decide whether it's going to be Espiloqueta or, or, or Reese James at, at right back because um, he's been um, rotating um, the right back. But, but otherwise, in the center back, Silva and Zuma, left back, Chilwell, and, and, and maybe he kept another clean sheet, you know, and um, he's been doing well. Um, he just needs to, they just need to keep him fit, whatever happens, yeah. you know. Because if you, if you get back to Kepa, you know what's going to happen. There'll be a mistake. Goal. Be like, you know, Kepa is, is guaranteed, you know, uh, that he will concede a goal. Uh, but Mendy has done well coming in. Um, and I think that the Chelsea can definitely do well. Um, just, you know, something that, that, that I, that I want to bring up is the fact that Pulisic um, got injured just before um, the start of the game. So he uh, got injured in the, in the warm-up. Mm-hmm. And he's getting he's getting a lot of injuries, man. I, I'm worried that that he might be a person that's going to be forever injured and never realize his full potential. You know, um, when he moved, um, he was injured. Started the season, he was injured. He didn't finish all the season. Um, he's been injured previously at, at Dortmund, and it's just these niggling injuries, man. You know, um, quite similar to like a, a Usman Dembele who, you know, muscle injuries. You I, know, I, don't know, I don't know if it's if it's a quite, I don't know if it's a fair comparison. I don't know, so fair is probably the wrong not, word. I don't not, know if it's an exact not, comparison. It's, it's almost like going that direction, you know. Yeah, but the reason I say the comparison is probably not similar is the professionalism of both players. I will say this, like if I'm looking at a Pulisic and the injuries that are occurring, there's two things we can take into consideration is that we know Lampard is all about the training. So there might be a certain level of intensity that is expected at a training. So you've got a young player like him who knows he's got this potential, really wants to make an impact. He really wants to impress Lampard. So he's pushing more than he should. And this is why he's probably not nursing the injuries coming back slowly. I know. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I was always injured. I just didn't have that, that voice inside of my head that said, just take it easy today. I was like, no, every day I need to push and do something. And every day something happened and I was out. So I think that's something that he probably needs to learn. He's still young and he can learn it, but he needs an arm around the shoulder from a Lampy. Mr. Lampy, he needs to say, hey, boy, just take it easy, sit down, watch a couple of games. Come on, Frank. We'll bring you back Come in. on, Frank. Come on, Frank. Hey. No, you, need to, you need to take it easy, man. Like the international break is coming up. Um, you know, 21st of November will be the next time they play after this weekend. So you need to take it easy. I think what USA playing Wales and the international break doesn't need to, doesn't need to play that game. Um, Wales, can, hot topic at the moment today. Anyone see right what happened in Wales? Yeah, we saw, we saw, hey, but that guy, that guy needs to, he needs to, he needs to sort himself out, man. He needs to sort himself out, man. But, yeah, Wager, are you still I, there? I'm still here. I'm listening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you froze. Hey, the, like, the, 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 the man won this weekend. He said all he had to say at the beginning. He's happy. He doesn't care. Yeah. That's Dude, all. I'm, I'm for corner. the conditions. Yeah, betting corner. What you said it was one nil, one nil. The man knows football, guys. He knows the yeah, game. I said Man United. Yeah, Man United are not going to score more than one goal. That's what I said. Okay. And they and they scored nine. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, okay. On that question, on that question, guys. There's a Champions League final. You've got three options between a manager. You've got Solskjaer. You've got Lampard, and you've got Arteta. Who do you take? Surely, surely you add Steve Bruce in there. Come on, man. Come on. 
<laughs> Come on. Bruce, Bruce might win it. He might win it. Let's wait for extra time. Send on, send on Andy Carroll and get something. Kevin, yeah, oh, seriously, between the three, between the three, who would you guys go for? No, I'll, I'll, I'll go, go for I'll Teta. Go for, I'll go for Teta because Teta's, second one. Teta's one day. Ole, Ole, Frank Lampard, and Arteta. Oh, Frank, definitely. Now I'll go for Arteta because Arteta's won the FA Cup and Community Shield. He's he's got experience of winning. So Frank's won the Champions yeah. League, and and he's got as a player, bro. As a coach, he's been there. He's talking coaches. Yeah, coaches. Arteta's never smelt the Champions League, man. Look, look, it's it's in in the comments section. We've got Marcus. We've got Jamzy, we've got Scott all saying the same thing. All saying the same thing, guys. Uh, and that is... Yeah. No, not Frank. Lampard, you're not Tito. What, what you are you smoking? I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you, Frank. I, you know, I, I, listen, Arteta beat Frank Lampard in the FA Cup final. Um, that, that in itself, and other performances, other performances against big teams, I just say, I just say Arteta, man. <laughs> Please, you use that <laughs> no, I would definitely. I'd go with. I'd go with Arteta, man. I just think Arteta. Look, uh, Scott says, Lamps and Ole have been thrown in to a degree. Um, Check what Marcus is saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you guys expect Mount. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Frank, he's right. I agree with Marcus. Please, please, please put that one on, man. Frank is all over the budget. He is. <laughs> Frank is all over the budget. That's all he is. Frank is all over the budget. Oh my sake. Uh, wait, wait, but Oli had a budget too. I don't know what, what you're saying. They both no. have had budgets. Oli, Oli, Oli yeah. All budgets. I'm saying is, my first choice was Steve Bruce. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, 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 I could go with the Steve Bruce. I think I could go with <laughs> the Steve Bruce. But I, do, no, 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 no. Oh, I think yeah, Arteta, yeah. look, Arteta... For me, I just think he's a football guy. I think he thinks about every scenario. I would like to see... He's obviously shown he's learned from the past previous things. We'll see. Obviously, this was a big result for them. This was, this was huge. This was something they can build on, even though it is United. But, I mean, we know Ole is probably going to win on the weekend now. You know, that's what he does. He's a bit took, of a yo-yo. It took, it, took, it took them 14 years, man. That's, a, that's, that's not an easy thing, man. 14 no, years. No, it's not. That's so, yeah, we have, to give him, we have to give him his props, man. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And Man United were on form. Man United on form. I always say it's not easy to stop a team on form. Um, there were five. But also, games. do you not think? Do you not think they were? We let's. I'm not. Actually, screw it. I don't care how it sounds. Sell off. If it sounds disrespectful, whatever. If we if we look at we did worse things. Yeah, if if we look at the results against PSG and we look at the results against Red Bull, okay, the five nil was probably. It was it was definitely not a five 0 result. Those goals right at the end, it was just it was a bit of a collapse of a team towards the end. Yeah, you know? True. And yeah, and PSG yeah. and PSG also probably not the best side that they've had in the last couple of years. So when we're taking those names into consideration, the, the reputation that's carried with it, that's somewhat inflated the results to to not really put Ole down so much. But that's kind of what it is. So maybe it was us. The, the fans who got a little bit more carried away than what we should have and going, okay, wait, let's see if Oli, I think Oli is, Oli just doesn't know how to make the hard decisions. No, the thing is, the thing is as well is that it's not that those teams were weakened or anything. Like PSG still had Neymar and Mbappe um, on the field, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but at the end of the, at the, the rest at of the, the story, at, man. 
Um, but Mbappe and and Di Maria, I don't know what you're doing about. That's their. You can have two great strikers, but if the rest of the team are functioning, what are you doing? Di Maria was that's their normal attack. Di Maria is their that's their front three. If they front three, all he's talking is attacking though, dude. Ole Ole knows how to play an attacking side. He doesn't know how to beat Newcastle. Yes, that's that's probably not allowing me. You're allowing me to to say that. You know what I mean? You must you must you must also allow people to speak. What I'm saying is that PSG, right? Is that Solskjaer has proved it last season, right? Which he's not doing it this season. Solskjaer did well against top six sides last season. He beat Chelsea twice. Um, okay, cool. He, he 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 got one point against Liverpool. He beat Spurs twice. He beat, um, City twice. You know what I mean? So he beat three of the top six teams twice um, last season, right? And 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 got draws and I got a, got a draw against the team where, where which not many teams got a draw against. So last season he did well, right? And then you bring it over to this season. This season is seemingly it seems like all his best performances are for the Champions League. You know, um, Premier League. To be honest, he's only had one good performance, which is against Newcastle. Um, but but you know, it's, it's it's he knows how to set up in a way to frustrate another team, right? So he frustrated. PSG, he frustrated Leipzig, but then now you come, you come and you play against a, 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 a Chelsea and a Tottenham that beating them, they're frustrating you. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? So he can't now. I don't know. He, he, he lacks that 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 tweak to experience to to, to 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 attack the team because he does very well where he's the person who's going to the match as the frustrator. All yeah, I can say, is, for me, it comes down to his experience. I know Scott thinks I'm yanking your chain here. I think it's just experience. I think, I think he's be, it's, United is one of the biggest clubs in the world. It used to be the biggest club, definitely not the biggest club anymore. But he's been thrown into this position where he hasn't, he's, where he's in Norway before this. So these sort of tactical decisions that need to be made and the hesitation that comes in his part is because he hasn't made them enough. And I think that's not the shortfall, fortunately. No, I I I I definitely agree. You know, I I've always said that that um, you know game in game management and his ta- and his tactics uh, leave a lot to be desired. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, I I there's there's some glaring mistakes that he makes uh, often within the game. Um, just simple things, simple simple tweaks that he that he could make in a, in a, in, a, in a match. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely agree with with, with Scott there. Um, you guys need to you know sometimes put some <laughs> at his name. Um, you know what I mean? Um, you know, so but yeah, but I, I agree with what Marcus is saying. Marcus is saying you guys sound like Wolf supporters. We celebrate being top six. You guys need to be winning every week. That's that's Marcus. That's that's one of your own people saying that. I'm just gonna leave it at no, that. No, 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 no. I I agree. In- inconsistency is, is is the name of Solskjaer, man. Um, he's only consistent was after lockdown. So, before we move on. And I know I'm giving you a bit of a hard time here because I'm not sure if Wonga did. Because Wonga is just, this is, it's funny. I actually don't like Arsenal doing well because then Wonga just sits there happy when they do do well. But with Ole now, Celo, realistically speaking, <laughs> what do you think the next steps are for United? Do you guys carry on as is or do you guys make a decision? What happens? Ah, uh, Come on, man. It's, 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 it's hard for me to make. Um, we, we, we're just fans. What would you like to see? What would you like if to it see? Was you. We just we just we just watch on the on the outside, man. Uh, so 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 w- w- what what you have to do is just to back the manager. Um, 
no one ever likes their team to lose. You know what I mean? You know, I've seen some some Man United fans saying he should lose so he can lose his job. No ways, man. I, I don't like I don't like I don't like our team losing. You know, um, rather rather have them winning, um, and then and then, and then he can he can be out at the end of the season or something like that. But, <laughs> but in, the ideal, in an ideal world, um, I'd rather get a, a manager who's who, who has better um, know-how in terms of um, tactics and in-game management. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's Steve. Yeah, that's Steve. But yeah, but yeah, no, no, that's Steve Bruce. But uh, but but Ole, yeah, I mean, uh, his his time is running out. He needs to he needs to he needs to watch out. Um, if he if he loses to Everton, he's gone. So Ole out. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that, that that's that. But then to to bring back to to Claudia, just to also ask you a good a good question is that. Um, are we now going to see um, Firmino being benched because he's not offered much except for except for um, pressing except for pressing Liverpool, uh, pressing Arsenal, pressing Chelsea, and scoring the goal against Sheffield? That's the three things he's he's done this season um, so far. And 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 Jota is 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 doing well, man. Um, he scored what four goals or five goals this season. Um, I think he definitely deserves um, a start. Yeah, I think, look, Firmino, he's just waiting for another final. That's We know he likes scoring in the finals, so that's why he's taking it easy. Um, but, if you don't make it to a final like last season... Oh, we're making it to finals. Don't worry about it. We can play with underdog mentality. That's Even though we're champions, we play with underdog mentality. I think... Uh, Jota, like you said, Jota is asking good questions. I like what Jota is doing. I mean, three goals at home this week, fantastic. Um, I think it does It does begin. It's good because he keeps the likes of a Salah and a Mane on their toes as well, not just a Firmino. A Firmino, for me, is always going to have a place to a certain extent, whether he leads the line as a number nine or he plays behind as a number 10. Klopp will find a way. But what I do like is that is that Salah is learning to adapt his game a little bit more and play centrally as well. So there's that other option. Right now, that's what Jot has done for us. And I, like I said before, I think he's got a high ceiling to reach. And right now, he's soaring. So let's just keep... Boy, like I said, if, if, if someone's feeling confident, they've got to play. And even if he is going to be an impact player for 30 minutes, he's prepared, he's professional enough. And if he's going to play 90 minutes or if he's going to play 30 minutes, the player's prepared to come on and give everything, which is a good situation to be in if you're a manager. Mm. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy. I'm busy Salah. reading the comments. Yeah, yeah. Keep going there, Wonga. Yeah, and no, I'm saying there's not much Salah has to adjust to if you just dive in the box. Yeah, and and, and, be, and, be, and, be, and be selfish and, and not pass the ball. You know what I mean? There's not there's not much yeah. he has to do. You know what I mean? But speaking about that, you can see even um uh I don't I don't know maybe I don't watch the other teams, but um I saw Maroon uh, when Tottenham played. Yes, it looked like uh, those guys were they were looking for a penalty. First minute of the game, Son went Amen. down. I think twice in the box. Kane got his one, tried it again, but yes, again. I think, yeah, I think, I think it is. I mean, that's how Muno is. I mean, he's gonna try and get. Yes, he's gonna get a goal from anything. You know, if you could. Score, the dog hearts. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was. You could see that was literally what he told his players. I found that quite interesting. All right, lads. I think I think that that's been a good session for us today. We've gone a bit crazy. I wouldn't really stick to to any of the the formats that we normally stick to, but it's fine. It was a bit more of a free flow. Celo, did you feel good today? Was this a bit of a con, like a consolation 
sort of to get things off your chest, move past the results of the weekend, or did this just um, no, put more pressure on yourself? I got things off my chest um, on the weekend, man. Um, on Sunday, um, there was um, some um, idiots talking rubbish on on social media. I had to defend my man Pogba, um, and people were people were trying to bring me names and stuff. But yeah, I can't I can't argue with people who who who, who can't think rationally. You know what I mean? You know if yeah. if 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 Man United loses um, and everyone has a shit game, um, blame Pogba. You know what I mean? If Man United yeah. win. And, and Pogba has an assist and does well. Uh, Man United did well, you know what I mean. So he never gets credit; he just gets um, all the hate. Yeah, I will. I will end off on the note saying I did feel for Pogba for the first time ever. Um, I'm not his biggest fan, uh, but I will say I did feel for him there. He was actually tracking back, and I'll give him that. Uh, before we go, Scott does reckon something that I mentioned last week. By the way, is Julian yeah. Nagel is a possible yeah. candidate. Nick, we lost we, we lost you towards the end there. I don't know if there's some bird messaging you on the side, but you seem to be distracted. Is there anything you want to say? I said, uh, well, I agree with you with the Nagelsmann uh, comment from Scotty, but uh, I think we spoke about this. Will he go to a club where he's not backed, where he's not given everything that he's been given at his current club? So that's the sort of that's the sort of thing that you know, as a Man United uh, fan or a player, um, sorry, a coach going into a setup like that, the fans need to know that the coach that comes in has to abide by what Man United is as a club and uh, sort of what their blueprint is. And I think the blueprint is the actual problem at the moment. Um, but I'm happy. My team won. We two points or third or fourth. So I'll take it, man. That's one step closer to avoid relegation. Well done, Nick. Wonga, last thing you want to say? Take the WR. <laughs> nah, nothing I want to say. Just the next game, we'll see you guys on Thursday. That's all. Just take the yeah. W, Nick. That's all we do. Take the W. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> wait, wait. Everyone, everyone with the W, just let's, let's show it. Let's show it. Please. <laughs> take the w, There's an odd Nick. man. There's an odd man out there. Um, James Z <laughs> says that Pogba... Pogba got bullied by party, and I think that's logic because he wasn't invited to the party. He was a bit of a bouncer there at Old Trafford, which is funny because it wasn't even party's party to be bouncing people. It wasn't his house. It was United's house. <laughs> right, lads. Thank you very much for joining me. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Silo, bring that smile. Nick, stop messaging the birds next time. And Wonga, I don't know if I want your side to win again because you tend to say far less when they do. All right. Cheers, guys. Sure, guys. I don't know, is it still going? Yeah, it's blood. <laughs> <laughs>